And this is Amplify You, the podcast about you discovering your message and broadcasting it. You're a coach, author, speaker, and you're looking for the best return on your time and investment. We're giving you full access to how we're running our podcast, how our clients have found success, and what you can do to launch your pod. We're brother and sister. Join our family as we unleash your unique genius and find the connections you need to launch your adventure. Let's get amplified. Hey everyone at Amplify You family, welcome to the show. My name is Michelle Abraham. I am your host. Today I am joined with one of our podcasters. Her name is Jennifer Takagi. Takagi, I always mess that up. Sorry, Jennifer. She's an executive leadership and communication coach. She teaches others how to play well at work, which I love this about her. And it's so that you can drive better performance from the people that they lead. So increase profitability and create a purposeful workplace where people want to come and play and uh, in the end become more productive. I love that, Jennifer. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Uh, We've had the pleasure of knowing you for the last few years and I'm just excited for you and about your show because there's some exciting things happening, isn't there? Uh, There is. I always love talking to you, Michelle, because you always give me more good news. (laughs) That is awesome. So the name of your podcast is New Manager Media. So manage right from the start. So tell us a little bit about like why you wanted to start it, like where that came from, what that's all about. Well, as entrepreneurs, we often have our businesses evolve over time. And originally, I really wanted to be the one training those CEOs to have them do the right thing, manage right. And what I've learned in my over five years of having my own business is that you really need to get them sooner. You need to get them when they're first walking in the door, when they're first stepping into their first management role. Because we can all be leaders, and a lot of times people are leaders without the title of director, manager, supervisor, but they lead by example. And then they step into a management role with pretty much no training. It's like the next progression. And so I actually came up with the name in conversation with you, Michelle. You helped name the the podcast based on our conversations. And it's new manager media because I want the people who are the new managers. Let's train them right. Uh, I love to share stories about my mistakes and missteps as a manager and a leader and help you skip those steps. Like, don't I mean, learn from my mistakes. Don't just make them on your own. And that way, when they get to be the CEO, we're not dealing with bullies. We're not dealing with inappropriate behavior. Um, I had quite a few managers who love to slap their hands on the desk and cuss at everybody. And, you know, that just does nothing but create a lot of stress in the work fe- workplace. So I want to get them fresh and start when they first I'm stepping into that role. Oh, that's awesome. I love it. I feel like that's so needed too, because we're coming across like a new kind of employee, uh, younger generation. They're kind of different than older generation. They don't put up with as much. They talk back more, right? But they're definitely like things that you've learned. So you used to travel a lot and speak at different um, different conferences and to different organizations. Um, but one thing that I read that you said is that you found that you were, although they were all different 
uh, different organizations, they all had one thing in common is that the people in the organizations are frustrated um, in that although the cultural landscapes and the organizational landscapes had changed, the challenges were all still the same. So can, can you talk about a few of those challenges that you, um, that you kind of see as being the biggest challenges that a new manager might face when they're starting out in their job? Well, the first thing is when you're a manager, 80 to 90% of your time is spent on employee issues. Mm -hmm. Now, it can be they need training. It can be that they're a problem child that you have to deal with the disciplinary <laughs> side of it. It can be that you stepped into a bad culture. Um, many trainings I've been to, it, they're all presented as if you get to handpick this perfect team. And typically, you don't. You inherit whatever you get. So the, the first main thing is everybody has people problems, and, and it is your whole day. So if you just put on your big girl panties, your big boy shorts, and understand that that is your job. Dealing with people is going to be your job. That's what you're there to do. That's number one. Number two a lot of the problems that happen in an office are due to personality conflicts. And if you take the time to understand your personality, your behavioral mm -hmm. style, how other people perceive you, whether you're evolved enough to figure that out yet or not, then you can see how that could cause a problem with a staff member. And so one of, one of the things I teach in my um, consulting business is DISC behavioral profile. Mm. And it is how you deal with problems, people, compliance, and the steadiness of the routine of an office. And we all fall in a different category. We all have one that we embrace more than others. And when you understand your behavior and how you're perceived and you can understand your staff, then you can have more effective communication because you avoid some of the pitfalls. Like I am not a detail oriented person, <laughs> but I had bosses that were, and it used to make me really mad that I had to give them a spreadsheet with every single little thing on it. And I couldn't just give them the total numbers. It was like, show your work in math kind of stuff. I hated that. But when I understood that that is really what they had to have to wake up in the morning. I could give it to them and quit being so frustrated. So the next piece of that is how people handle change. And we all handle change differently. It's going to happen in your organization. It can be super little, like we're changing a form. Or it can be sweeping, like we're going to do the business differently. And so understanding yourself and others understanding how people respond to change and just knowing that dealing with people is your new job. Mm, awesome. You know, it's funny because I am now managing a team of people in my business in the podcasting space. And it's interesting because I listen to what you say in your show. And they, I think there are so many interesting things that you say, especially about the personality things. And I can relate so much to being that person who does not need detail, does not do details. I do not do details, but I've had to hire somebody that does do details because 
in podcast management and podcasting things that we're doing is very detail oriented. (laughs) And so having that person on my team that is different personality wise than I am with a different skill set is so important. So a lot of your show, I pick up really great tips for our business because I am the new manager in (laughs) coming into, but we're also creating this, this new work environment. You know, we've got five different people working from five different remote locations and we're trying to come together as a team and be a team. And, you know, with, when you're not physically next to that person either, it's a bit challenging, but I think understanding the different personalities and where their roles would fit perfectly with what they're, I love the being an entrepreneur because you can actually create that person's role based on their personalities, which is awesome. So I know for sure to give all the detail stuff to Aaron and I know for sure to give all the people oriented stuff to Troy and like, you know, just different people do different jobs. And I love that I'm able to create that within our team. It's so cool. Yeah. When you get to pick your team, you get to hire the people who do that well. Mm -hmm. And just a tiny bit of history on my lack of details. When you take the disc profile, you're scored and it's like um, zero to a hundred and in the compliance piece and I need compliance people in my world. These are the attorneys, the CPAs, um, the people who basically are going to keep me out of jail. You know, <laughs> I mean, that's kind of an easy way to look at it. We need those people. Well, I worked in housing, either in the private sector or federal government for many years. And all we did was follow rules and comply with federal law, state law, city guidelines. And I, the highest, I've taken the test several times, and the highest I've ever scored is 8%. I got 8 out of 100. (laughs) And someone said, how did you have such a wonderful career all those years when, like, you almost couldn't comply to save your soul? (laughs) And I said, because I'm a people person, and I didn't want to let anybody down. So Mm. I could suffer through doing what I had to do to get the accolades that, you know, fed my ability to keep moving forward. And if you know that about somebody on your team, work with that. I mean, I'm not the compliance person, but by golly, I can follow all the rules and I can make it happen. But if you get to pick your own team, pick that person on your team who likes that. Let them use that. <laughs> I love that. That's so cool. Um, Yeah, it just really comes down to to making something that works for you. So we're lucky because we can pick our own team. But yeah, when you're a manager and you come into something that someone else has already made a mess of, or then you have to clean up, clean up or start a new culture within a business, that's a a little bit more challenging, I think. So let's talk about your podcast. I love this podcast because it gives so much insight to people who are in that management position. Um, what are some of the things that you are now, you've created a course. So now from your podcast, people can now go to a course. So tell us a bit about the course. Well, I, I love to write, um, and I'm getting better at it. You know, it's one of those things you practice that skill set. You get uh, Yes. And we hear you're a four-time best-selling author on Amazon. Thank you. You should just <laughs> include that in there. <laughs> that is amazing. Congratulations. <laughs> yes. And I have followed the um, structure of short and sweet. Mm. And so um, most people like the best-selling books on Amazon.com for their um, Kindle eBooks. They are all 100 pages or less. 
and then you drop down to the 50 pages or less. So all of mine are like between 20 and 40 pages. I don't even hit the 50 page mark and that's even with extra blank page for this. Um, because people want something short, they want something sweet. So I found on Facebook a group of um, authors and the, um, what do you call those? Oh, the people who own the group, you know, the company that owns the group. Mm -hmm. They gave this training on how to write a bestseller in 45 minutes. And so I did their webinar and I wrote a book in like 45 minutes and it's called How Great Leaders Build Great Teams. And it became a bestseller on Amazon. I'm so excited. So I took that and I created an online course to further explore what's not really handled in the book because again it's a super short book um what you need to do to start building that team and do things better we get bogged down in thinking it all has to happen overnight and i screwed up yesterday so i'm a failure and i'm always going to be a failure mm. well nobody got there overnight um, the first time that became true to me, there was a series on TV that I loved. And one of the actresses was probably in her fifties. And I, in my head, I thought, Oh my God, how cool. She got married. She raised her family. And then she decided to be an actress like at 50 and Oh, she just made it overnight. Well, then when I researched her, come to find out, um, she had not ever been a stay at home mom. She had been an actress on Broadway for 30 years and then they asked her to do this tv show and it was like oh my gosh you know it, there really isn't any such thing as an overnight success <laughs> yeah. you're not going to be a good manager overnight that's number one and number two and i've done podcasts on this and i bring it up in almost all my training sessions and if i don't i meant to and that is just because you didn't get it exactly right yesterday doesn't mean you can't do better tomorrow. Mm. So if you did not communicate what you expected of your people and they didn't do it right and it was a colossal failure, go in tomorrow, take ownership of your mistake, what you didn't do right, or how you could have explained it differently and find a way to make it better you build trust or we re rebuild trust by doing the right thing time and time again and they may not believe you tomorrow when you go in and say i screwed up but if every day you're taking a step towards making it better over time it will improve Awesome. I love that advice because that's advice we dish out too when it comes to podcasting. You know, like your first few episodes, if you're not embarrassed by them, you waited too long to do it, right? Like just keep like that, those small imperfect action steps each day consistently creates so much more movement and so much more change over time, doesn't it? Yeah, I love I, I, lo I heard something on a, I'm in a mastermind group and um, the big thing one was done is better than perfect. Mm, and it's like kind that. of the same thing with the podcast. Do yeah. it, get it out there, and then you'll know what to do next time. Yeah, exactly. And you know, podcasting is such a long-term game too, right? It's not like immediate gratification and craziness at the beginning. It's long-term, and you'll see that growth. And like we were just looking at your podcast numbers and how you know in August they were at a certain number, and now today in November it's only the eleventh of the month already. 
it's doubled since what that August number was. And that's only three months later. So that's something I want people to really keep in mind when it comes to podcasting. Like you don't necessarily come out of the gates with your guns blazing. Like you really build that momentum over time with the consistent action of just producing a show every week and showing up for your audience because you don't know how many of those four or 500 people, 150 people, 200 people, you don't know how many of those people you're making an impact in and you, you just got to show up there and, and, and deliver great content and they will keep coming back and listening. Right. Well, that, and the other thing to um, follow up with that is, I started a podcast because I didn't have an audience. Mm -hmm. I didn't have an audience. I, I had this online program, but it really wasn't getting any traction because I didn't have an audience. So I decided to do a podcast. Well, I have since met some people who have huge email lists. They have large client bases. And they're now all saying, oh my gosh, I am going to start a podcast next week. Mm -hmm. Well, they will probably have, a, you know, a thousand, two thousand downloads in the first month easily mm -hmm. because they already have the audience. But if you're like me and you had zero audience, um, I think the number you gave me is since August, I've had over 2,500 downloads. Mm -hmm. And I'm, you know, it's a shame we're doing this podcast because I want to jump up and down and get on the phone and call everybody out. <laughs> so awesome. Yeah. Congratulations. And I love that. We can celebrate that because it is from August to now, that's a lot of people that have listened to your show that would never have known that you were there <laughs> had it not been for your podcast, which is amazing, right? And then you told me I'm in the top 10% of iTunes podcasts. Mm -hmm. What? Nobody knows me. I'm in the middle of the country. I'm in Oklahoma. Nothing happens here, right? And guess what, Michelle? I yeah. kept doing what you told me to do. The other thing is I had friends who, like, you you teach that when you do your first podcast, get hold of everybody you know and have them download it so you can create some spark and momentum mm -hmm. in the, you know, online world. And my very bestest friend since I was 11 years old, I kept saying, did you download it? Did you download it? Did you listen to it? And she was like, no, I'm busy. No, I'm busy. And then after like a week, I said, well, don't bother. Yeah, you know, yeah, missed the boat, girlfriend. That ship has already sailed. <laughs> she finally listened to it. She goes, oh, my gosh, it was like 15 minutes. And I went, well, yeah, what did you think? She wouldn't listen to it because she thought it was going to be like an hour commitment. In the podcasting world and in the book writing world, short and sweet little snippets is what definitely for sure. And if you think about who you're talking, who are you talking to? Busy managers, right? Like, hello, think about your audience. Do they have an hour to th sit and listen? No, they want the, what you can deliver. And you know, that's one of the things that we, give people advice on too, like, oh, well, how long should a podcast be? Well, it should be how long it takes you to deliver what's important without the fluff. So whether that's seven minutes, 15 minutes, or 30 minutes, or an hour, whatever it is, without, like, whatever's necessary to say within that time, right? You know, yeah, I just, yeah, interesting. I think the last time we talked, and I don't know if I have the notes in this notebook in front of me, but, um, like, my top two or three podcasts were mm. 10 minutes or less. 
Yeah. Yeah. And let's talk about those for a second. So we just talked about those off air for a second. So what you did, I told you what your top podcast episodes were and what you did is you went and did, um, created a blog post from them, which I think that was really smart. So you're capitalizing on something that's being successful and people are downloading and listening to it. So let's now turn that, transcribe it, turn it into a blog post so that you can put it on your website as well. So great job. That was awesome. Uh, yes. And so then on, um, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, um, and Twitter, then I, in my regular social media posting, I'm posting the link back to my website for those blog posts. Perfect. Yeah, that's great. And then that way, you're not giving Apple all of your traffic either. You're bringing traffic back to your own website, which I think is great too. That's one of the things that's just come out recently from the podcast movement um, uh, conference this year um one of our uh one of our clients when she came back and reported that that's one of the things that they want to see people stop doing is like stop sending all your traffic to apple or sending all your traffic to google send all your traffic to your own website and put your podcast on there <laughs> so that you know and that makes sense because you know at the end of the day we're the one you want to have traffic on your website to explore so speaking about websites jennifer where can we find out more information about you and what's your website and I see you have your other books on your website, one of your other books on your website as well, which is Address the Stress, which I think is a really important one for managers as well. Yes. So, um, and, and there's a way to put all your books to link it back to Amazon so you can get them, but I haven't really figured out that little step in the world. Um, my last name is Takagi, and that's T-A-K-A-G-I, and I'm sure that will be on the, you know, on the show notes for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but it's TakagiConsulting.com. Okay. And um, I'm on Facebook and Instagram, LinkedIn, Pinterest, Jennifer Takagi or Takagi Consulting. Awesome. And take a look if you're a manager in your position too, you want to check out how Jennifer's done her podcast, go check out New Manager Media. And you find that on all of the major podcasting outlets because we put it everywhere, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Jennifer, thank you so much for sharing your insight with us today. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. And I look forward to catching up with you when we hit that 5,000 mark of downloads. So let's have another conversation then, see how things are going. <laughs> that sounds awesome. I'm looking forward to it. Okay, sounds good. Take care. Thanks, Michelle. Thank you, family, for joining us on this adventure. If you're ready to share your message with the world, head over to mypodcastcoach.com to download your free podcast launch plan. And head over to iTunes to like, subscribe, and review so we can spread this message. Until next time, be your own unique genius.